NBA on NBC. What is up, everybody? This is Jim Malak. You're listening to Pot of Fame, the podcast where we break down former athletes and decide whether or not you're going to call to the hall. On today's podcast, we're talking about former MLB center fielder Tory Hunter and whether or not he should get into Cooperstown. Now, before we go into our normal segments on this show about Tory Hunter, let's do some quick facts about him. When you think of Tory Hunter, you think of defense and he won a number of gold gloves, nine gold gloves over the course of his 19-year career. He was also a five-time All-Star and a two-time Silver Slugger winner. He played from 97 to 2015, putting up a 50.7 career war. He had 2,452 hits, 353 home runs, and a 277 career batting average. He also knocked in 1,391 career RBIs, had 195 stolen bases, a 331 on base percentage, a 461 slugging percentage, and a 110 career OPS plus. Um, this is going to be his second year on the ballot this year. He received 9.5% of the vote last year, which is way above the 5% you need to stay on the ballot, but nowhere near the 75% threshold to get in. So he does have some work to do uh, on year two on the ballot. Um, so with the quick facts about Tory Hunter out of the way, Let's go to our first segment, What Comes to Mind. All right, so what comes to mind for Torrey Hunter? I, I'm going to imagine this is everyone when you think of Torrey Hunter, but you think of his defense and you think of him robbing home runs. I mean, I'm 32. Um, when Torrey Hunter was playing and, and really kind of reaching, I would say, his peak, which was the early 2000s with the Minnesota Twins, if you put on Sports Center in the in the summer, I, I felt like you know every couple of weeks you were seeing Tory Hunter make a play at the wall, and his nickname was Spider Man uh, because he was always at the wall and he, he seemed to be robbing batters of of home runs. And I I couldn't you know decide if that's just what I remember, if that was true. So I tried to find statistics on home runs robbed. That's not something you're going to find on. Um, baseball reference or anything like that. So I did some deep diving and I, I came across a article on the athletic from 2018. Uh, and it was from a company called sports info solutions. And they started tracking home run robberies in 2004. So this is after Tory Hunter. I mean, Tory Hunter started his career in 97. He's already won a few gold gloves by 2004, but starting 2004, they started collecting that data. And this date is from 2004 to 2018, because that's when this article was written. And at that time, in that 15-year segment, the top five all-time in, in home run robberies was Carlos Gomez with 13, Torrey Hunter with 12, so he's second, Mike Trout with 10, Ichiro Suzuki with 10, and Adam Jones with 10. So Torrey Hunter had 12 between 2004 and 2018, and again, he started his career in 97, so there was missing many years of data there. I would imagine if you count, again, some of like 2001, 2002, 2003, those are some peak Torrey Hunter defensive seasons. I imagine he's well above Gomez at 13 and he's in the anywhere between, I don't know, 14 to 18 range. I, I would, I would fathom. So the guy robbed a lot of home runs. That was not my imagination on sports center. Um, 
that was what he did. The nickname Reddit, the gold gloves kind of attest to it. And again, it, when I think of Torrey Hunter, I think of someone at the wall robbing home runs. Like it's him and Griffey, honestly. Like those are the two guys that rob home runs. Now, again, that sports info solutions started in 2004. So Griffey's, you know, tear that was happening in the 90s um, on the defensive side. That's why he's not on that list. I'm sure if he was thrown in the mix as well, he's going to be at the top or near the top. But Torrey Hunter, Griffey, those are the home run robber, robbers that I think of. And again, Torrey Hunter, Spider-Man, it all goes to that. So that is kind of what comes to mind. When I think of Torrey Hunter, him, Minnesota Twins, robbing home runs. So uh, let's go to our next uh, mini segment. Again, we call this, of course, um, that memorable moment. All right, so that memorable moment, I could have talked about it and what comes to mind, but I'm going to talk about it in that memorable moment because it is... I would, again, say most, mostly everyone's memorable moment over Torrey Hunter. It is the 2002 All-Star Game in Milwaukee. It is his first All-Star Game in the first inning. Barry Bonds, who's coming off his 73 home run season. Uh, he's just the most feared hitter in baseball at this point. Hits a, a ball deep to center. Torrey Hunter runs out there, robs Barry Bonds, just the king of baseball at this point, of the home run. Uh, he comes back in and Barry Bonds like picks him up to like kind of fake body slam him. It just was like the pinnacle of you got Barry Bonds here. You got this young center fielder making his first all-star game. One of the best defenders at the time in center field. I think he'd won the gold glove the year before in 2001 and he would again win in 2002. But this was Torrey Hunter like national stage. This of course was the all-star game that went to extra innings to a point where they called the game a tie. Of course, if that Barry Bonds, um, you know, home run counts that doesn't go to a tie. So Torrey Hunter changes the trajectory of what the all-star game became because then for a while, of course, it was, it mattered for home field advantage in the world series. It does not anymore, but that moment with Torrey Hunter robbing Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds, picking him up, you know, Ichiro Suzuki was in right field. So just Torrey Hunter center Ichiro in right young outfielders, elite defensively, I'll always remember that. I think that put Torrey Hunter on the map being, you know, a Minnesota twin center fielder as this guy has to be the best defender um, in major league baseball right now. Um, I think all that combined is what I remember. I, I started to really follow Torrey Hunter after that. And, and he was kind of one of my favorite players in the AL after that. So that's by far most memorable 2002 all-star game. Again, it was a game that didn't count for anything at that point. But when I think of Torrey Hunter, and uh, that does not count as one of his home run robberies. I, I'm assuming Sports Info Solutions only counted regular season games that counted. So if you want to count that, that's 13 for Torrey Hunter. Uh, but that is by far his most memorable moment. And the one I'm always going to think about, and I think most people do, when they think of Torrey Hunter. So let's move on to our less mini segment and twins. I love quarterbacks eating dirt. Okay, so for Torrey Hunter, the and twins was kind of tough for me. Um, and what I came up with, I don't know if many people are going to be happy with me about, but it's, it's Ken Griffey Jr. And, and let me be clear, it's a poor man's Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, defensively, 
as I said earlier, when I think of the guys robbing people um, of home runs, it's, it's Ken Griffey and Torrey Hunter. They're at the wall, their gloves over the wall, and they're stealing home runs. Griffey was the first that really I ever saw do that like often, and then Hunter was the second. Griffey won 10 gold gloves. Hunter won nine. Um, Griffey, of course, was a much better um, home run hitter than Torrey Hunter. Of course, hit over 600 for his career. Torrey hit 353. Griffey drove in way more runs, but in terms of you know their batting average and even their on-base percentage, pretty similar uh, batters in that terms, but Griffey just launched a ton more home runs, had drove in, I believe, over 500 RBIs and more hits as well. Career war-wise, too, Griffey way out surpasses Torrey Hunter, but in terms of center fielders covered a lot of ground out there and robbing home runs, those guys are kind of hand-in-hand. And I'll get into this a little more later when we go for case for, case against, but the one thing that's interesting when you look back, um, when you look at defensive analytics, which are just really coming to play in the last 10 years, Ken Griffey Jr. does not grade very well at all, actually, when it comes to defensive center fielders. He had the highlight plays, right, the -the over-the-wall catches, but in terms of how fan graphs or baseball reference or other analytical tools, great center fielders. Griffey does not grade out that well at all. Torrey Hunter doesn't really either. He grades out better than Griffey, believe it or not, but not compared to, you know, the Andrew Jones is the Willie Mays of the, uh, of the world. And I'll get into that in a little bit, but Griffey and Hunter are kind of alike in that sense to have the hardware of the gold gloves, but analytically now how we look at defensive players doesn't grade out nearly as well as some of the other great center fielders of all time do. So again, home run robbers, um, both good hitters, but Griffey just far and away better than Hunter. But when I look at the other center fielders in the hall, and and that's a tough thing about center fielders too. Some of the center fielders, most of the center fielders in the hall are like the all time greats. It's, it's DiMaggio, it's Mantle, it's Mays. It's, it's not really fair to be a center fielder because you're graded against not just, um, you know, great center fielders, but some of the greatest players to ever play baseball. And I, and I talked about this um, when we did the Andrew Jones episode. Uh, I talked about this in my mailbag episode when I was doing Rushmore for center fielders. It's just super hard. I mean, Mike Trout, it's some of the best of all time. Just it's a glorified position. And Torrey Hunter seemed to play that. And, even though his career numbers are great, and, and we'll go into that in just a second in court, when you grade him against the center fielders, doesn't look as great. So again, my twin, he's a poor man's Ken Griffey. I can't stress that enough. Definitely did not hit the home runs anywhere near Griffey's rate. But in terms of his defensive presence and how we looked at him, um, Toy Hunter, Ken Griffey, I think a lot of similarities there. All right, so let's get to our final segment Let's go to court. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. All right. So court, of course, is when we do the case for and case uh, against for a specific player. So the case for Tory Hunter, um, I, I think it's def- the defense, right? Um, nine gold gloves. That's nothing to um, glance over. I mean, that's the fourth most gold gloves in MOB history for a center fielder. Uh, the only ones with more are Willie Mays, possibly not just the best center fielder of all time, but 
the best player of all time, um, Ken Griffey Jr. and Andrew Jones. Griffey and Mays are obviously in the Hall of Fame already. Uh, Andrew Jones is fighting his way to get in. He's trending well now, but still not in the Hall of Fame. Um, so Jones and Griffey had 10, Mays had 12, and Hunter has nine. So the gold gloves fourth most by a center fielder, that, that does mean a lot. But if you look at his hitting numbers too, I think the thing that surprised me when I went back and looked at Torrey is, you know, he played 19 seasons in the major leagues, but offensively, he was a better hitter than I remember. And again, he collected it over 19 years. But if you look at center fielders, you know, ninth most RBIs by a center fielder, that's nothing to, you know, glance over. Ninth most doubles by a center fielder in MLB history, 11th most home runs. So he was a much better hitter um, than I remember. Um, he was constantly driving in, you know, 80, 90 RBIs uh, per year. He, he hit, you know, consistently well over 20 home runs every year, but never really over 30. He was like in between 20 and 30 home runs every year, over 80 RBIs every year, you know, batting around 280, 290, it seemed like every year. Very consistent hitter, um, drove in a lot of runs, was always kind of in the middle of the lineup, was no slouch at the plate. So usually when you have, you know, good numbers, um, offensively, and then you're an excellent defender with the gold gloves, you should have a pretty good case because he, you know, above average defender, above average hitter, that could mean something. But when we really look, this is where it gets interesting. When we look at his contemporaries when he played, because that's important to me. What did I do? A basketball episode, a football episode, a baseball episode? I'm like, when that player was playing, how do you rank at his position? And I kind of looked at the top five center fielders around his time. Ken Griffey didn't really fit into this because I feel like Griffey's years came before Torrey Hunter, really his best years. So it came out to Andrew Jones, who's on the ballot right now, Jim Edmonds, who has already fallen off the ballot, Johnny Damon, who's already fallen off the ballot, and Carlos Beltran, who I believe gets on the ballot next year. Those are the four others with Torrey Hunter. So Torrey's one of the top five, I think, that played during that era. And when I looked at how Torrey Hunter graded out against these guys, and again, um, two of these guys are already off the ballot. They fell off. Andrew Jones still on, fighting for his way. Carlos Beltran will get on next year to see how he does. But when you look at those guys and how he grades out, you know, gold gloves the most, or I'm sorry, second most. Andrew Jones first, then him, then Jim Edmonds right behind him. So gold gloves, he's second out of those five. That's good. RBIs, second in RBIs. Um, you know, he's, he's right behind, um, Carlos Beltran RBIs. He had 1,391. That's again, a lot of RBIs. He had 13, 13 of his 19 seasons over 80 RBIs. So second in RBIs, but then after that, he's kind of in the middle of the pack. And then at the end, he's third in hits, third in stolen bases, fourth in home runs, fourth in batting average, fourth in OPS, fourth in slugging, fifth in war. So last in war, 50.7 war. Um, the guy in fourth is Giant Damon, 56 war. So he's kind of far away from there. So again, among his contemporaries, when he played, he's middle to the back end of that rankings. And again, I already said, Andrew Jones fighting to get in. And he has you know over 400 home runs, um, 10 gold gloves, a much higher war. Uh, so, so like he... You know, it's kind of fighting to get in, but a little, I would say, better. He had the MVP season. Or do you have MVP or second? I have to look that. But second or first in MVP season, 
where again, Torrey Hunter, the highest he ever finished in MVP was six. He actually only had one season in the top 10. So when you're looking at that, how he grades against contemporaries, I would say he's fourth or fifth on that list. I mean, if I really had to looking at the list right now, I'm putting Jim Edmonds above him. I'm putting Carlos Beltran above him. I'm putting Andrew Jones above him. Johnny Damon and him. I might put Tory over Johnny, but Johnny Damon had 2,769 hits, 408 stolen bases. He's, he's up there, a higher war. I would probably, I'd probably go, if I had to, Carlos Beltran. I'd probably go Edmonds, Andrew Jones. No, Beltran, Jones, Edmonds, Hunter Damon. So fourth of five. But again, I, it's close. Those guys are all like the only one that I think really stands out. I would say Carlos Beltran's above all those guys pretty high up above them. But then everyone else, they're kind of all mixed and matches. But yeah, I'm, I'm putting him fourth, possibly fifth on that list. So that doesn't bold well for his case. Um, the other thing that I, I hinted at earlier is nine gold gloves. If it was nine gold gloves and it was Andrew Jones' version of nine gold gloves, because Andrew Jones has 10 gold gloves and the advanced metrics back it. But Torrey Hunter's nine gold gloves, when you look at the data we have now on defense, it's not like he's not the, I said he had the fourth most gold gloves by a center fielder. He's not on my center fielder, defensive center fielder Rushmore. Like that Rushmore, it's, it's Mays, Willie Mays and Andrew Jones. Those are the no brainers. And then when I think of it, it's 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 part probably more of someone like a, a Paul Blair or a Devin White, um, or even like Kevin Carmeier. Like those guys are more likely to be on there than than Tory Hunter. And again, I don't. I've asked every voter I've ever had on here, and, and honestly, a lot of anyone that comes on really about defensive metrics, you take it with a grain of salt. Um, I test means something. And as I said, well, Torrey Hunter probably robbed the most uh, of the 21st century. Torrey Hunter's probably robbed the most um, home runs. And that's great. That's the highlights. That's why I see on Sports Center. That's what I remember. It's ingrained in my brain. But just day to day center fielders. Baseball reference they have a defensive war, right? He's tied for 59th all time among center fielders for defensive war. Um, and again, you say, okay, well, that isn't, are there really 58 center fielders that were better than him? I don't know. Probably not, but 59 is kind of high in the top of it. It's Andrew Jones one. I believe that that the gold gloves back it up. Paul Blair, who's an excellent center fielder, probably on my center fielder Rushmore. He's two Willie Mays three. So when those are the top three in war, I don't think it's like a made up set. It has something to do with it. Again, is he the 59th best? I don't know, but he's nowhere near the top. And then you look at Fangraphs. Um, Fangraphs has a, a defensive metric. They call it fielding runs. It's their total zone runs, defensive runs saved. At the very top for center fielders, Andrew Jones, 235. Okay, 235 fielding runs. So runs saved, 235. 
Next is Willie Mays, 185 for center fielders. Okay, they're very near the top there. Then you look at other outfielders that are high up there, like Roberto Clemente in right field, 205. Ichiro, 118. Torrey Hunter's at 33. So let me run the numbers back. Andrew Jones, 10 gold gloves, 235 fielding runs. Okay. Willie Mays, 185 fielding runs. He has 12 gold gloves. Torrey Hunter, 33. So you can say whatever you want about these defensive metrics. They don't mean anything. It's not perfect. That's fine. But that is a very, very wide gap between the Andrew Jones and the Willie Mays and Torrey Hunter. And then I was saying earlier about Ken Griffey. Ken Griffey is three. So Andrew Jones, 235. Willie Mays, 185. There's a lot of center fielders then after them. And then Torrey Hunter, 33. Ken Griffey Jr., three. So that's like when we're talking Torrey Hunter's case, I think what it gets down to is above average hitter. And then to get in that Hall of Fame Cooperstown, he has to be one of the best center field defenders of all time. And when I look at metrics like this, those nine gold gloves say one of the best center fielders of all time defensively. But when I'm looking at those metrics, which you have to, you don't have to trust fully, but it's just, I, I, I can't ignore that gap between the Andrew Jones, the Willie Mays, and the Tory Hunters of the world. And the Griffey at three shocks me. Like, I'm shocked. I'm sure Mariners fans or Griffey defenders would be like, well, that's just stupid. That can't be right. Again, Griffey eye test, amazing. But I totally get that the gold glove before. I can appreciate that before, um, before metrics really came to play in the 21st century here, Gold gloves were more eye-popping plays that people saw and they remember as opposed to maybe day-to-day defensive range and other things like that. So Andrew Jones, I get why his case is, you know, ascending. He, he has the defensive gold gloves and he has the defensive, the defensive metrics to back it up. Toy Hunter doesn't have the metrics. He has the gold gloves. He's one of two. And I feel like with his hitting numbers being good but not excellent, he needs that backing. I think that really hurts him. So that kind of gets us to final verdict here. What are we doing about Tory Hunter here? So the beginning of the podcast, um, I didn't want to say this to, to hit it off because I didn't want this to be a total downer episode, but I said that he got 9.5% of the vote last year, which is true. This year, and his second year on the ballot, there's been 38 votes turned in so far. And zero voters have voted for Tory Hunter. So it looks like he is probably not going to meet. He could. There's still plenty of voters that need to vote. I think that's just over 10% of the vote in so far. But it's not looking great. It looks like he's probably not going to meet that 5%. He might fall off. And that's kind of in line with with what I think. Um, Do I think Tory Hunter should be in the Hall of Fame? No. Um, Do I think he'll ever get in? No. I think uh, Torrey Hunter is the classic Hall of Very Good. Um, He's someone I'll always remember. I could see his number being retired by the Twins. Uh, Again, he was a big part of my childhood. I remember him playing on 
on not just the Twins, but I remember him playing on the Angels as well. I don't remember him playing on the Tigers that much, but Angels definitely put up some solid years for them as well. But really the Twins in those early to mid-2000s, I I, always remember the center fielder and one of my favorite center fielders of all time. But, you know, 353 home runs, that's great. Is that Hall of Fame worthy? It's debatable. You know, 1,391 RBIs, it's great. Is it Hall of Fame worthy? It's debatable. But then you look at his advanced, like, his 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 batting average two seventy seven, but his on base is three thirty one. That's really low. Four sixty one slugging. That's not great. And one ten OPS plus. That's extremely low. Um, you're not going to find many players in the Hall of Fame with a one ten OPS plus. And then again, unfortunately, he's going against center fielders um, in the Hall of Fame who are like some of the all time best. And if you look at how he compares, like analytically to, to the center fielders in the hall of fame, like 50.6 career war, the average center fielder hall of famer, 71.6% or 71.6 career war. So he's nowhere near it. His peak 30.8 over a seven year um, period war 44.7 is the hall of fame center fielder, seven year peak jaws 40.7 is his career. The average hall of fame center fielder 58.2. So going against the again, DiMaggio's of the world, the Willie Mazes, the Mike Trouts, it puts him in an unfair advantage where he looks nowhere near the caliber of a Hall of Fame center fielder. And then you throw in the defensive like, metrics that don't bowl well for him. The nine gold gloves do, but the defensive metrics don't back it up. The five all-star games, like his peak wasn't that high. He played for 19 years, but never was top five in MVP voting. Only one top 10 finish that's really outside a normal Cooperstown candidate. So Tory Hunter is the classic Hall of Very Good, someone I will always remember, someone that I'm sure Twins fans will always, you know, hold a special place in their hearts, but he's just not a Cooperstown guy, and he probably will fall off the ballot this year, which is why I wanted to get this episode in before that probably does happen. So Tory Hunter, Hall of Very Good, but not a Hall of Famer, and most likely will never, ever get in. But a player I hope we always remember and one I want to pay tribute with with an individual episode because I know I won't get to all the players in the ballots that will fall this year. But I wanted to make sure I got to Torrey Hunter just because one of my favorite center fielders of all time. And I've only been told um, all around good guy. So that is today's episode. Um, We will have another baseball episode next Monday. Everyone, it's Christmas week. So have a great um, if you celebrate Christmas, a, a Merry Christmas, enjoy it. I hope everyone's taking a lot of time off work. Uh, again, we will have another episode next Monday. So you can enjoy maybe when you're taking off another week of work as you head into the new year. Um, be safe with travels, eat a ton of food. Um, if you don't already, follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Leave us a review or rating. We'd appreciate it. Follow us at Twitter at Pot of Fame. Tell your family and friends around the holidays about this podcast. If they like sports, we always appreciate the additional support. And we will see you next Monday. Take care.